sci-fi cross-sections. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. It's me, your host, your sci-fi boy, Colin, and with me today is... Jason. I am Ben Young. Andrew's back. I'm Bill Jarvis. This is our follow-up episode to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. You hopefully have already listened to our initial reactions to the movie... If not, what are you doing? Don't yeah. listen to our initial reaction. Also, you go got see this the movie. Backwards. And honestly, seriously, if if this is your first time listening to us, there is a rich, rich catalog of episodes to go back and listen to. Start with episode twenty. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to the new ones, though. What uh, is first? episode twenty? Please don't be turned off by yeah, our early episodes. We need you to do that 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 magic fuckery where you listen to the most recent episode and you're going back through the catalog at the same time so I'm doing like, the right now. yeah like every good millennial does so What's a millennial? Uh, it's a coin yeah, it's that yeah. special gold coin that they advertise those. the millennial falcon that bicentennial yep Oh, I didn't, but no I'm one thinking said about hentai, it. Bill. Uh, we're, we're going down that road again. <laughs> Always thinking about Welcome it. Welcome to the Hentai yet. Podcast oh, with oh. your host, Bill. Hentai uh, is salad. Hentai Bill is sci-fi, though. No, it isn't. I mean, I can think of at least ten hentai that are sci-fi. Oh, so. no. So are you going to name ten hentai for <laughs> Three us? Three minutes into the damn No, podcast. I don't know their names, Bill. <laughs> They're all in Japanese, you dummy. <laughs> Bill L. T. Jarvis, your your hentai guide. Ugu. Do you have something you want to talk about, Colin? Yes, Star Wars. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> you guys got our initial reactions to that cast or the movie on that cast. I'm curious to see what you guys think now. How we've changed since then. My thoughts have kind of. Oh, I started reading reviews. I started actually engaging with people and listening to what they had to say. My opinions kind of altered a little bit. Did overall, you, did you see it again? No. Did anybody see it again? Yeah, no. I did. I have not. I still, did. Still, my first viewing. However, I did dive into a lot of criticism and kind of fan reaction. Mm-hmm. YouTube. So, how many times have you seen it, Ben? Six. I've seen it twice. I've seen. It, I saw it a second time, and I, I kind of. Don't want to watch it again, but I want to go see it with my dad, so I'm going to see it one more time after that, but that'll be that. Did you see it with Seth? Mm-mm. No, I saw it with Kyle on Saturday. Oh, that that's probably sucked, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, okay, so, you know, for those who don't know, we have a friend of the cast named uh, Kyle, and uh, Kyle texted me Thursday night, and he goes, he's like, I'm so upset. And I was like, all right, man. And he went off on this huge tangent about why he's so upset. And I was like, it sounds to me like you're just uh, basing everything on what you wanted it to be and not what it was. And that's what upsets you. So go to bed, relax and think about it and see how you feel in the morning. So I he texted me the next morning and then uh, he was like, OK, you were right. I feel a little bit better. I want to go see it again. Uh to see if I'm right about what I think about some things. And so we saw it Saturday. 
Uh, I liked it more. Just right off, the, right out of the gate, I liked it more. But uh, he, it would, and he did too. He still hates it, but he likes it more. Uh, <laughs> I, I did like it more, but it's, it's a lot. Like it's a lot to watch, and it's not fun to watch after two times. And I'm worried it's even not going to be even less fun to watch after three times, just because there's so much going on. And it's so mentally exhausting. It's like we were talking about with the uh, on our first impressions about how it was. We like we shouldn't have we shouldn't have just like gone straight into talk about it just because a lot of us were mentally exhausted and emotionally exhausted and just tired. And you know, I felt the well, same. That's me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. Same. I felt I felt it even more like coming out of it, and so and that's kind of where I am now, where I'm just like. You know, I've seen so many critiques. I just, I'm tired of Star Wars. So more importantly, did Kyle leave a review on the podcast? No. Ever? Oh. Oh. I know that bitch is well, an iPhone user, too. Out. What the fuck, Kyle? That's all I'm doing, too. Oh, God. You all right. Son of a bitch. Bill. I was going to ask, um, were there any specific ter- uh, critiques you could give us that uh, Kyle said? That he has? Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites that he told me that I told him he was dumb for was uh, that he always felt like Palpatine should be this EU character named uh, Vitiate and that, that they should have included him in this. And, um, and it makes sense. You know, he, he, you know, pitched me the whole concept and I was like, yeah, sure. But I was like, you do know JJ Abrams doesn't know there's anything to star Wars outside of the main saga. Right. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get it. So they would have never done that. That's a, that's one specific one that comes to mind. It's it's you know all sorts of little things about like how you know comparing it to the EU and things of that nature. The the legends canon as they call it now. Well, a lot of people are like battling the movie with their head canon, which yeah, is absolutely. basically the problem with Star Wars fandom. So, well, the problem with Star Wars fandom is Star Wars fans exist. Well, and that's just the worst part about it. I've actually been thinking a lot on this the last couple days with Star Wars fans. And yes, they do suck. I will say that now. However, that's just fandom in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they no. all, they, uh, Star Wars fandom's a special kind of hell, though. Oh, I'm part of several, like, social media Star Trek groups, and they are, like, it's bad. Well, sure, anything on social media is going to be bad. bad if left unchecked by shitty, you know, administrators in those groups and things like that. I think it just, you know... Like, there's some fandoms that, like, come together and build each other up. Um, but I, I do admit it's, like, it's rare for that to happen, especially in a fandom that's had as much contentious, like, turbulence in, in the history of its existence, like Star Trek or Star Wars. Like, they've, each franchise has, has been through a lot, like, yeah. to the point where... The franchise shouldn't be going through anything anymore in fact, at all. It should be over. In fact, both sets of fan bases blame J.J. Abrams for a lot of things. <laughs> I don't, but they do. If a Star Trek fan wants to blame J.J. Abrams for making Star Trek cool, they can go do a math test or something. <laughs> Saboteur! <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I'm not going to lie, he made wow. Star Trek fucking cool. He really did. He did. So... I had two things I wanted to bring up to you guys because this has kind of been, I guess, the core of the critique or the response to Rise of Skywalker that I've seen over the weekend. Um, So I kind of was curious what everyone's thoughts were. So um, 
in the lead up to the movie coming out, I was just like trolling, not trolling in that sense, but just kind of like trolling YouTube on all these different uh, like Star Wars pages, just, you know, for these. I guess you'd call them like lore channels. So like, you know, there's all these videos. The stupendous wave, you know. Yeah. Like the Star, Star Wars, Wars comics. Yes, yeah, Star Wars theories, another good one. Um, and they just kind of break stuff down, you know, go through all the lore. Um, and what was interesting, one of the first things I wanted to do, and a lot of those channels had their impressions out, like within hours of the movie coming out, just to see what everyone kind of thought. And it seems like the two big takeaways that I saw were that critically this movie was just eviscerated. It's just torn apart. I think it's got the second lowest currently Rotten Tomatoes score uh, after Phantom Menace, which I don't think anyone really, I mean, maybe you could have said you could have seen coming, but I certainly didn't see it coming. Um, So you have a kind of just critical evisceration taking place of the movie. But then on the other side, you have this, seeming like fan score that's relatively high, especially in comparison with what the fan score was for like a last Jedi. So a lot of the um, feedback that I've seen is, you know, very kind of just negative as far as it being a film or a coherent tale. And a lot of the reviews, which I thought was interesting. um, And this is, you know, mainstream review outlets. This is uh, more specific like fandom blogs, whatever they really go into depth with the perceived kind of lack of for a better lack of a better term i'll say like lack of kind of balls in kind of sticking with the course that ryan johnson laid out and kind of doing a lot of retcons and a lot of overcorrecting. not my words this is just kind of what i'm seeing out there on the other side there's a lot of these like fan pages that uh, i've kind of seen where the response was more or less positive but they're still tore it apart. I mean, there was tons of critiques as far as, well, they did this and that was great. That checked my box, but they should have done this or they should have gone this, you know, far into this element of what they were doing. So I don't know. I, I, it's almost like we've seen the inverse of kind of like the last Jedi's reaction when the film actually came out. So I was kind of curious what you guys all thought about that. You think that's founded? You think that was to be expected? The people who put the most stock in Rotten Tomatoes are the very same people who hate it so much. And The Last Jedi's fan score is only as low as it is because it was review-bombed. Same thing with Rise of Skywalker's fan score only being as high as it is because it was review-bombed. Because these little... I'm firing myself up. These little fucking freaks. Ben, sit down. <laughs> Get off the table. Put your pants These back on. Fucking freaks. No. Um... Sorry for you. Put your, your shoes you and socks back on. Can you just do that for the podcast? Can that just, just be? Just like, I'm going to stand up and hold my mic like this. I don't have enough length. Welcome to the little fucking we freaks podcast. We have Ben Limbaugh cast. Um, these little freaks get so upset that 
any critic could possibly He's shaking like He's shaking. the last jedi oh, oh how could they like it it was it was a movie that sucked i need to tell everyone it sucked so they go and they get their little fucking mobs on their little fucking shitty forums that haven't been updated in 10 years because no one even cares about it anymore like the company that created the forum went out of business He's beat red and they company. they get everyone together and they're company. like let's go give every give this movie a bad review and they do and then he everyone the goes oh that. look the fans hate it the fans hate it they, like these very same people that went and <laughs> They went and review bombed it. They turn around and go, hey, look, look at these fans. They hate it. Aren't the critics stupid? And they they use this stupid technique that they've done. They used it for Captain Marvel. They used it for now. They're using it for Rise of Skywalker, because here's the thing. Like, what's Rise of Skywalker's fan score on Rotten Tomatoes right now? 220. Relatively what? high. I couldn't give you the the number like off the top of my head, but it was like in the Let's 80s, really 80s or 90s. I mean, it was pretty I'm high. Guessing yeah, it was high 80s wait, 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 wait. I'm guessing 86. The official Miller score is 86. He's 86. Doing it. Yeah! yeah. What's hilarious <laughs> is that this, this audience score is 86%. And that's not what this movie is. This movie is a D. It's a D. It is. Like, it's good. I enjoyed it. Prove but it's a it. D. All right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I want to test an experiment here really quick on, on, on the cast. Um, the Rise of Skywalker. 827. Has, 40, has 41,437 verified ratings. I'm going to test a theory What's here. a verified rating? Ron Tomatoes now forces you to you show to give them your social security number. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> I have two of those. Which one do I care? Uh, never mind. You can vote twice. That's yeah. I try. He I mean, plays both sides. At the end of the day, here's here's Where here's my way? point. These these kind of divides <laughs> your computer. <laughs> these quote unquote divides between critics and fans that I've seen talked about more, especially in the wake of Rise of Skywalker are manufactured by the fans who think that critics should be invalidated. And in a lot of cases, there are a lot of the same people who think the media should be invalidated. Like, they really are, especially when it comes to Star Wars fandom. A lot of these people are, like, really anti-media, you know, alt-right people. Like, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, anyone who doesn't like The Last Jedi and sitting at this table right now is 100% an alt-right nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. My I, vote I, cancels your vote. I'm kidding. I, I am. I am kidding. Yeah, I know. I know you. You dislike it for for your own reasons, and that's fine. I dislike a lot of things for my own reasons. And that is true. You ben are... Young is one of them. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Oh, um... Well, no. The, I mean, the reason I brought it up. I mean, I. I kind of an agreement. I mean, I understand, you know, that that's a, a tool that's been used for video games. It's been used for films, TV shows, anything that kind of doesn't follow, I guess, a certain agenda or might want to be used as a, a statement is, you know, it, it's just another thing that I guess people can, um, they can approach it in that way and they can get results out of it. So, you know, it's not to put any stock in it. I just think it's interesting to kind of look at because obviously coming into this film after last Jedi, uh, it was, I think kind of everyone was curious to see 
where they were going to go with it. I know I certainly was, you know, where are they going to go with the story? What's JJ going to do? How are they going to make this coherent? And ultimately, you know, the argument I've heard a lot is, and this is from a lot of friends that I have that I've kind of discussed with and, you know, just other things I've seen on kind of my own social media sphere. Well, given what they had with, you know, Last Jedi or given what they were left off with or given, you know, the threads that they had to work with, what they didn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera, they did the best that they could. I think that was even something I said when we did our first impressions. Like, well, I think this is the best way they could have ended it given where they left off. And I like The Last Jedi. So I've heard a lot of that. And I don't know how valid that necessarily is uh, from a story standpoint of kind of where Rise of Skywalker went or ultimately ended up. But that's kind of the, I guess, what I've I've heard feedback wise from a lot of folks that maybe didn't like Last Jedi, but found themselves liking Rise of Skywalker. But it's like to me, then the question I would pose is, did they like Rise of Skywalker because it was a response to Last Jedi or did they like Rise of Skywalker as a movie? Did they like it on its own merits for what it is or did they like it because of what it corrected? I'm doing finger quotes that they didn't care for in Last Jedi. And that's an open question. I'm not, I don't have an agenda. I'm just there we go. Throwing that out there. There we go. OK, here's well, my the- idea. What? Go on, okay. This is what I think. Kathleen handed Ryan a fiver, right? And she said. Don't make this one the best. Just don't make it the best. But we're going to do, you're going to give us a layup and we're going to slam dunk this thing, okay? So, by how shitty <laughs> number eight was, number nine is so much better. She said to Rain, no. give, me a, <laughs> give me a bad movie. She we'll said, make it better. She said, she said we're going to make money off of this anyway. These nerds are going to see it ten times anyway. Give me a bad movie. Rain Johnson, give me a bad movie. <laughs> Oh. There, there are two kinds of people who like this movie. <laughs> Here we go. There's left and there's themselves. <laughs> there are the people who just like Star Wars, like all of us. Who Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Force. Star Force. You're determined to say it differently every time, Ben. There are people who like Star Wars. Star Force. Uh, just like you, you guys around the table who just want to enjoy the rock i just want a movie right i just want a movie where there's lightsaber battles and spaceship chases i don't even want that <laughs> i just want a movie where adam sandler Gungans. is a gem dealer and <laughs> i just want a movie where adam sandler better. is luke skywalker <laughs> and th- there's people who just want star wars and then the p the other on the other side of the coin it's the same people who like the rise of Skywalker for the same reason they dislike the last Jedi because their small reptile reptile brains haven't developed enough to understand what is good. And hold what on, is hold bad. on. They're a bunch of incels. They don't know anything. It's except like, how to hate women. Why are you cornholio right now? That's a different guy. He's one of these. He had put his kimono like, over his glasses. I'm, I'm stroking out. Ah, <laughs> Give me, I need a minute. I, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, so what I, I hate would, the last Jedi. Nice. Uh, he has spoken. But uh, I was going to, I was going to, um, I was going to ask, so incels and sociopaths, those are the people that we don't like, and that's this, the fan no, base. No, I, I, I think what I'm, what I'm, you know, a lot of what I say has the subtext of, of, of anger, I think, <laughs> which is, which makes... What's the opposite of subtext? No. <laughs> Text? 
<laughs> but what like I'm just saying like the two kinds of people who liked it are people who are just along for the ride and then the people who went in with the idea of if it's like the last Jedi I'll hate it if it's not I'll like it. Like they walked in with that right off the bat. They you know every person who review bombed the last Jedi for because they were like critics are stupid they don't know anything and review bombed it are the same people who are like this is it if it's anything like the last jedi i'm done except for the mandalorian and obi-wan and they if they do a darth maul series i'll watch that too oh and i'm gonna read the comics and the books oh man fallen and, order was great oh fallen order was fantastic so uh, but other than that, I'm done with it. So <laughs> it, it, the way I see it, there are two types of people that go in to see this movie. There, on one side, there are people who go into it just to watch a movie, to watch a Star Wars movie. They know what they don't know what they're going to get, but they're just going in to watch a Star Wars movie. They're not expected to be a great movie because I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Star Wars is not that good, correct? But I love it. I enjoy it. It's entertaining to me. That's all it needs to be. There's other people that feel that they're owed. They grew up with Star Wars. They've received a certain level of storytelling with Star Wars. And now, you know, they're, the movies kind of went on this hiatus between 2005 and 2015. When, what, 3 came out in 2005, right? No, 2003. 2005. Was it? Yeah, it was 2005. Wow. So you have these, you have this ten-year period, oh two, oh five, where people kind of came up with what happens next in their own head, or based it off of you know books that LucasArts said, yeah, they could make those books, that's fine, but they never actually endorsed it, saying that's canon. So these people expected something out of these three movies that came out, especially this last one, and it didn't meet their expectations, and I think they're shitting all over it. It's unfortunate, but. That's not how the movie was actually supposed to be. So, well, just deal with it. Move I, on. I think my thing coming from, okay, watch this, the film last week. I did tons of prep. You know, pretty much the whole first half of December was Star Wars month for me. It was, you know, started replaying KOTOR. And like I said before, I was watching all these YouTube channels where it was just explanations of the lore and legends and, you know, stuff that's still canon or the new canon. And, you know, I rewatched all the movies. So I just immersed myself in Star Wars for a month in the lead up to this. And I think after seeing Rise of Skywalker, you know, it was fun. And I think I've stuck with that interpretation of kind of like my first thoughts when I left the theater. That hasn't changed in any way, shape or form. But what has, I think, retroactively now as I'm going back, I think one through six is a coherent, vital story. It, it, it's an arc. It's, you know, it, it really, from the beginning to the middle to the end, it kind of wraps up that story of that family. It makes sense. You can watch it. You know, it, it has a chronology that it follows. Uh, it's linear. You can kind of go through it and say, okay, cool. At the end of Return of the Jedi, makes sense, resolution. The sequel trilogy, to me, doesn't hold that same weight. It's fun. It's Star Wars. I went and saw all the movies opening night. You know, I watched them in my watch through of the whole saga. But seven, eight, nine don't really, to me, hold up. They don't have that same gravity. And I don't think it's the rose colored nostalgia glasses for me because I don't really care. Like, I like Star Wars, but I'm not Mr. Fanatic when it comes to it. So to me, I'm not a fanatic for Star Wars, but I'm a fanatic for 
you know, universes that really put together a coherent, I don't know, a coherent, like world building aesthetic, you know, like I love that. I love when things make sense and they fit together. And I certainly love putting the puzzle pieces together when it comes to these big universes. But to me, seven, eight, nine, I don't think really, I don't know. I don't know if they really hold up to me. And maybe when I revisit it, maybe when I revisit it, um, you know, my thoughts will differ, but by and large, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it'd be hard for me. Well, and I'd be curious uh, to see, maybe we can go around the table and kind of do this at some point, but to rank the new movies, you know, what's everyone's one, two, three, um, because it'd be hard for me to do right now. Seven, nine, eight, eight, seven, nine. <laughs> Who does this justice be contrarian to No, I don't. I, just... I do it because it's true, Miller. It's not my fault. You have a reptile brain. Wait, I'll oh, eat anybody once. We're breaking the new trilogy? Well, yeah, just as a thought experiment. I mean, I think it's still kind of fresh. You know, this probably would be something that's better to do two years down the road mm. when it hasn't been a week since we walked out of the theater. But, you know, just to me, I think seven, I had a conversation with one of my friends as I was driving over to do this podcast and I kind of had a thought. And to me, I, I thought, you know, it was, it was good. It was kind of fitting. So like Force Awakens was an overture. It was an overture in the same way, you know, the best like overtures are in music. It was, you know, it, it's a bunch of ideas and okay let's pull them together and let's draw from them where do we want to go with this you know it was really the creation of kind of a blank slate and i feel like eight and nine didn't really execute on the potential so not to say i have a better story in mind or i have you know a way that i feel like i i cater to me you know i'm entitled to have xyz story no not at all i just feel like I think Force Awakens wrote a check that ultimately this group of creatives wasn't really able to cash. At least for me. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. I had fun with it, but I don't know. I just, I think I ultimately was hoping for something different. Would would you say that it was actually just lack of planning? It's certainly a big part of it. They planned for seven. They let somebody else plan eight and then... I think they just it lost was supposed sight to be of somebody it. else was to plan nine, but the guy that planned seven had to come up with his own ending to the trilogy. He had to plan nine. Well, that's the Do you think thing. that's what actually hurt the trilogy, well, if I anything? Mean, We're not saying it was bad, but I'm just yeah, saying that's well, what I, hurt Certainly. It. I think we talked about that too in our first impressions. But to me, uh, another one of the, kind of the big things or big themes that I've seen thrown around in the critical reaction to, and really fan reaction to Rise of Skywalker, is that this felt like J.J. trying to make J.J.'s episode eight and jj's episode nine yes in one film you know he's trying to cover a lot of ground the fact that this is a two hour 40 minute long movie that's breathless it, it they didn't in two hours and 40 minutes did not have enough time to expand on what they were trying to do in a way where was that it was like at least two and a half it's, well 233 officially but there's like 10 minutes i mean guys so. guys 10 10 minutes really isn't that that big of a deal yeah try telling me that well, regardless, I just feel like nice, by the way, regardless. Um, oh, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> an editing joke. That's uh, oh, that's kind of my thought is that when you look at a movie, I mean, I, I just watched uh, the other day and I know it's like kind of controversial opinion. So whatever. But I watched uh, it chapter two and that movie 
I really liked. I know critically it didn't do very well, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I watched it last night and that's a two and a half hour long movie. And they there's a lot of scenes there where it feels like they're really taking their time and there's a lot of kind of development of characters and they're showing things where maybe it's not the most important thing, but you feel like for the development of the story, what they're trying to do, it makes sense. Another thing I've heard uh, about Rise of Skywalker just in, you know, kind of the, the feedback here is it was breathless. I've heard so many people say that breathless, breathless. It was a breathless film. There's so much happened. So much, you know, went from in the journey, I guess, from point A to point B, so much went on that they really didn't linger on anything. And I feel like that's really a potential to hinder it because if you have so many things going on, can you really linger on those things and explore those things the depth maybe they deserve? I don't know. Maybe that's not the story they were trying to tell. So initially, that was that's my one complaint with the movie. And this many days later, since we've seen it, that remains my one complaint is I did not have time to sit there and digest, I guess, what I was experiencing. It just moved from one thing to the next. And when you consider the fact that JJ is kind of trying to set up his ending in the movie that he should have had if he was to do episode eight, that's what he was doing. Um, it makes sense. That's why it was the way it was. But yeah, that, that's my one complaint with the movie, honestly, is the fact that when I was sitting there thinking about one thing, they've already moved on to another point in the plot. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. It doesn't earn its runtime. It's doesn't earn a lot of things. You know, everything happens because it needs to at this point. You know, it's it's interesting because like I, I like as I think on it more, like I do say want to say reiterate that I did enjoy it. And I've enjoyed this trilogy as a whole. But nothing in this trilogy has been earned. Nothing in this trilogy felt necessary. Nothing... There's, there wasn't even a story to really tell here. None of this needed to be told at the end of the day. Because, you know, I hate to be that guy, but we had this story. You know, we had all these stories already, so there wasn't a need for this in the in the place where it was. I'm not saying I'll ever say no to a new trilogy, but there wasn't a need for this in its spot. It was a it was a money grab. You know, I can you can say what you want about Marvel, but because because at the end of the day, Marvel's goal is to make money for Disney. But at least I feel like and you may disagree here listener or you guys i feel like every story every movie that marvel makes is a story that feels as if it needs to be told so far then there's some that you are eh, are a little iffy but for the most part they i've never walked out of a theater going i didn't need that i was like well hmm, that was good i like that that was interesting that was a different that was cool that was a different perspective Oh, this, oh, that. I, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I realize that we all would have been better off without this trilogy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, I think you just put it, put it into words in a way. I, I definitely would have to say I agree. I mean, it, it's the same story, you know, it's, a lot of it is very archetypical. It's kind of based around, you know, symbols and themes and a lot of the same stuff we've already seen. So we're 
there's a lot of characters that we've come to know and love. They're being used in ways that I guess are a little bit different. You know, the person who was the scrappy rogue is now a mentor figure or whatever. You know, the the young the young kid really when we meet him in New Hope is now you know the grizzled old Yoda character. So like we're seeing a lot of these roles kind of changed, and even the Last Jedi, which I enjoyed. I mean, if I had to rank it now that Miller's gone. I would probably have to rank it as Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker in terms of my enjoyment of them. Honestly, that's probably how I would rank them. But like to me, that was that was why Rise of or uh, sorry, not Rise of Skywalker. Whoa, that was why Last Jedi to me was refreshing because even if I didn't like everything they did, it challenged me exactly, and I appreciated the challenge. I think I understand just like when we talked about. Uh, last jedi in our cast on last jedi like i understand that you know you can pick it apart from a story perspective you can say you didn't agree with things you didn't like what they did or you didn't like this character or whatever but ultimately it was probably the only time in the entirety of like the mainline canon like saga films where they really tried to flip the script and really tried to flip it on its head and say well no 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 and you think about it like after com- especially coming out of Rise of Skywalker, like a lot of the ideas that were brought up in Last Jedi were like, wait, what? And especially now when we look back and kind of see how the saga ended. I mean, why did Ray have to be a Palpatine? You know, like maybe it, w- it was nice to to, I guess, give her some sort of connection to that original trilogy or uh, prequel trilogy character. But like. I don't know. There's something where it at least kind of opens up another avenue where what if they went the Ryan Johnson route and she really was a nobody? It would have been better. What, what, what would that mean? I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's again, we're speculating. I mean, what we have, we have something now. We have a document. We right. have, you know, this is Star Wars from episode one to episode nine. This is the story that they told for better or worse. And we can't change that. And again, n- none of us are the keepers of Star Wars. No but, one is. But I just think it's, you know, it's worthwhile just kind of discussing, I guess, what ended up being and what could have been, or at least, you know, the different kind of threads that were opened up by Force Awakens and Last Jedi and kind of where they ultimately wound up. Because I think my, if anything, my feelings towards Rise of Skywalker over the last four or five days have kind of, I don't know, I don't feel more positive about the film than I did when I walked out of it. I, I don't hate it, but I certainly don't feel quite as, you know, oh, it was fun as I did the more I was able to kind of think about it. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I think I would echo what you said, Ben. It's a fun movie that I don't know if I ever want to watch again. Yeah. It, it was fun in the theater and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed all the fan service and all the callbacks and the checklist shit. But now I don't know, you know, 20 years from now. If I want to say, oh, episode one through nine, great story, really coherent all the way through. I, I don't know if it's going to hold up. Going back to your point about Ray is uh, there's a there's a book, a comic that came out um, written by Brian Michael Bendis called Naomi. And uh, it's a DC comic. Brian Michael Bendis is at DC now. And it's she is an entirely original character. And it was touting DC's hottest new character starts here. And I was like, I'm excited. I like Brian Michael Bendis sometimes. I like his original characters the most, and I was excited to read it. And it began with a story about a girl being adopted and living in a small podunk town, and it wasn't 
great. You know, she wasn't bad. She didn't have a bad life, but it wasn't great. And it very much was set up as a story of self-discovery. And it turned out that she was an alien from an alternate dimension that was super important. She was a princess from an alternate dimension, and she has these special multiversal powers. And I was like, that is such a lost opportunity for good character story, character-driven storytelling, where she could have just found out that like this mystery that she was pursuing was meant nothing. That is, she really was nobody. In fact, it kind of had those twists and turns where she was like pursuing a mystery and it had nothing to do with her. And but that's the same thing with Ray. It's a story is always more interesting, at least in my opinion, as a writer. A story is always more interesting when the character in question is disappointed with the outcome of their of their question, the big question. You know, and, and I guess she's still disappointed in Rise of Skywalker, but it's closure for her. And I I felt like it was closure that she, not the kind of closure she needed. It was all defined around her being a Palpatine and not her being her. It, and even still at the end of it, at the end of this with J.J. Abrams, it was all about her being the Jedi or her being a Skywalker. But why isn't Rey just Rey? Why can't she exist on her own as a person? She needs to be propped up by these epic, you know, this, this legendary past. No, just let her be her. And let her carve her own path through the galaxy. Ah. Well, I think that's the biggest difference between the Ryan Johnson view of Star Wars and what J.J. and I think the powers that be wanted to do. And I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I feel like that those are two very divergent paths that we could have gone down. And I think in the way that the the chips kind of fell, we went down one path versus another. Now, who's to say you couldn't have taken i guess what ryan johnson did with last jedi regardless of how controversial some of those things were and really ran with that and kind of made something new or different i'm just saying that yeah i mean that's the thing i feel like you could have gone that route and had nothing to do with you know jj or kathleen or kind of what they wanted to do i guess the overarching um ideas or whatever that they had to be clear, I am saying one version of that story is the better story. I just wanted to be clear. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just <laughs> trying to play devil's advocate. Like I said, I, I just I feel like regardless of the criticisms that I've heard of Last Jedi and kind of where it took the canon and what it did with the characters, I think there's there's a different way you could have taken what that film left. You could have taken that and you could have done something different with it. You're not limited necessarily by it. I think it just hopefully would pose kind of more options, but you could have approached in a different way than what we got with Rise of Skywalker and still made a satisfying conclusion or a satisfying ending. And I think you probably could have done a more satisfying conclusion to the saga as a whole and, I guess, this new trilogy, even though I think after Force Awakens, this new trilogy was kind of doomed. You know, I feel like... um, We've already said from the continuity standpoint, there are major issues there. So I don't think we're ever going to get really a coherent trilogy, but I feel like it's a missed opportunity for Rise of Skywalker to be a coherent ending to a saga, a trilogy of trilogies, as has been said. No, I I would just say that, uh, in my opinion, Ryan Johnson offered up a, a platform for the franchise to 
take off of. To evolve from. And in my opinion, they chose not to. I'm not going to point fingers or place blame anywhere. They just, that's not the way it ended up being. Um, it's unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen what came of Ryan Johnson's ideas that he started to uh, push in episode eight, but we'll never know, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, do you guys want to do a good sci-fi, bad sci-fi at this point? For We wrapping up already? I got a lot of stuff I still wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. I mean, and, good. and also, like, it's worth noting Ryan Johnson talking about uh, the idea of challenging the fans. This is, Rise of Skywalker is 100% pandering fan service. It is the worst thing you could do as a creator, as a storyteller. Uh, it's, I, you know, I'm really ripping into it, but I, I, like I said, I did enjoy it. But it's the worst thing you could do as a storyteller in general. Like, J.J. Abrams should not look at Rise of Skywalker and be proud of it. This was a Band-Aid on butthurt fans' boo-boos. This really was. Like, Ryan Johnson, like him or hate him, challenged the franchise with new ideas that were pulled from the EU. And new ideas that kind of tried to push Star Wars into something that was bigger than just a kid's movie. But, you know, well, no adults actually like Star Wars, so. Yeah, I have, I've got a quandary with that. <clears throat> Why? Plenty of adults like fucking Star Wars. Oh, sorry. 90, I just... 90% of the fucking adults that we saw in Star Wars last Thursday sorry. was Star Wars. No, no, no adults with adult brains like Star Wars. That's what I meant. Well, good fucking God. I mean, we got plenty <laughs> of those in the uh, 6 p.m. showing of uh, Rises of the Skywalker. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Rises the Skywalker. I've had 12 Trulies. <laughs> no, you've had 12 nondescript seltzer water alcohol. I've alcoholic had seltzer 11 waters. alcoholic seltzer beverages. You know what? Let's you know what have, I just thought about? Let's we, not call them hard seltzer. Let's, hard water. That's what he's yeah, drinking. Hard water. <laughs> it's literally, it's just a non-carbonated water just tastes like alcohol. Oh, God. Ooh. It's fine. I woke up. I drank 12 of them. Um a couple of days ago uh, at a party and I woke up with zero hangover. Yeah. Well, there's not any sugar in there, but I was, you. well, I was also very dissociated for the whole day. Yeah, I did well. not feel like myself. <laughs> you still drank. I felt like John. I felt, I felt like goddamn John, John Andrew Skywalker. <laughs> Simon Whiteclaw. John Yoda. So John Yoda. Stop all the downloading. I'm Yoda. We've been ripping into it a little bit. We've been we we've we've been discussing its goods and bads for the implications. But I wanted to talk about uh, our our good friend uh, Emperor Palpatine for a minute because uh, I did get some things wrong on our last cast that I wasn't aware of that. From my perspective, Palpatine didn't need to be in this movie. Oh, not not at all. But he was. He so was. I was just but the way they did him was oh, it was some, fine. It was, was kind of cool. cool. They had him like hooked up to all this shit. Like I've only seen the movie the one time. I'm probably not going to see it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I mean, if you're going to shoehorn in a character that didn't need to be in there, yeah, I guess the way they did it was fine. Well, no, absolutely. I was just pointing out that um. 
I wanted I wanted to talk about his his cult actually because I thought that was an interesting concept. I that's out of everything that's happened in in Star Wars, like I think about the the last sequence, the last act of the film the most, just because it's the most interesting part of the film. It's it's the point where it doesn't slow down, but if I had to pick a pot a spot where it was the slowest in the movie and actually had time to like digest on some thoughts, that would be it. Like the scene with Ray in the chamber and Ben showing up, and I still think that they are either like homunculi, like uh, created beings that mm-hmm. are designed to help him, or just like just devotees, just no like nobody like devotees to um, Palpatine. It's just like, oh well, yeah, Palpatine, yeah, sure, I, I love him. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, he's an okay know, guy. What? A, yeah, now what is sometimes a he shoots lightning from his fingertips, you know, but other than that, he's cultist, okay. There's no one, you know. I mean, the cult, is he, is a cultist he great? is always Nobody devoted to. So I'm here. A cultist is always devoted to their deity. Well, yeah, you know, be it Palpatine, be it Cthulhu, or you know, any of these other you know proposed elder gods. A cultist is always there's nobody interesting in a cult except for the figure of the cult. That's a good point. So those people don't, those quote unquote people don't matter. But it's the Sith. So it's interesting. There's a lot of things that are interesting. And that's I, not one of them. My, I, <laughs> you know, guys, I just want to say that last episode, I planned to come up with a, while we were recording a riff on two episodes ago. Yeah. Well, yes. Sorry. Two episodes ago, uh, a riff on um, cult of personality, but cult of, Palpatine, Palpatine, but I couldn't make it work. Palpatality. Uh, I'll just put the, the, I'll put the song of, in. <laughs> the cult of Palpatality. I was just... I was just... Wanted to... Oh, shit. That's a trademark thing. I'll probably pull the podcast. Yeah, don't do it. So, after chatting with my buddy Kyle about Palpatine and such, and, you know, it came down to, like, a, you know... Hey, you need to read the Plagueis book before you talk about shit. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Because while it's once again one of those things where it's like it's not canning, quote unquote, but it's hasn't been there's not a Plagueis movie, so it exists. The Plagueis book isn't canon? No, it came out before they Disney bought it. So. Fuck it. It's but it's canon. Why wouldn't it be? And um one of the things I didn't know happens in the books is Plagueis, when when Palpatine gets chancellorship, Plagueis very much is like, okay, so uh, good call on rule of two. This was great. We're done with it now. We don't really need it anymore. Um, you and I are just going to be in charge forever. And Palpatine was like, no, I, it's just going to be me. And but like totally agreed, done with rule of two now at this point, which is why he continued to train like inquisitors and things of that nature. But I thought that was just interesting. So like last time we talked about how like it could maybe, you know, it wouldn't be totally a Sith Empire because rule of two, but it totally could have been the start of a new Sith Empire that was just like, nope, bye. I, don't know, I just wanted to revisit that really quick. Also, I, I something that I was uh, that I had realized over my little second viewing um, that kind of re- continues to reinforce that J.J. Abrams doesn't read books and uh Ryan Johnson is a Star Wars fan, which is um, when Ryan Johnson refers to uh, this character, he calls him Darth Sidious. But when J.J. Abrams refers to this character, he calls him Emperor Palpatine. So I thought that was an interesting idea there, too, because J.J. Abrams like doesn't get that Emperor Palpatine is a 
It's a face. It's a mask. It's not who he is. He is Darth Sidious. I have a proposal. If this podcast that we're on now gets downloaded 500 times, we'll send a wicker basket, like one of those baskets you get for Easter, with EU books <laughs> to J.J. Abrams. Oh, my God. I hey. 100% support hello, this. Hello, J.J. We thought you would want to just read some of JJ, these. J.J., have you ever heard of books? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm can, not even sure he listens to podcasts. They're like, but it's, shorter. It's, it's paper. We can do that, but only if we could throw Bound in a couple. together. If we could throw in a couple Spider-Man books, because he doesn't get that either. So. Oh, you, you know J.J. could do the new Spider-Man listen, movies? No, he's writing a Spider-Man book right now listen, with his son, and it sucks. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, Sci-Fi Joey Cross-Sections writes, er, works very hard to fix franchises, but we can only fix one franchise at a time, and that's Star Wars. I'm sorry, Ben. We cannot help Spider-Man. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll handle it myself. We cannot help Marvel Spider-Man. I know exactly what Spider-Man needs. I know exactly who needs to die for that comic to stop. I need you to calm down. You are on the table. Spider-Man's not (laughs) sci-fi. I mean, he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah, so was I. All I got was his third nipple. Oh, my God. You should get that checked out. I don't (laughs) want to. It's expensive. (laughs) So, I have some thoughts on the, the whole Radiation Palpatine. Doctor. I want to hear them. Palpatine inclusion. Um, so, another uh, kind of criticism that I've heard, at least, uh, well, I thought it was pretty apt. And again, we can talk about it. Hopefully, we do. So, the inclusion of Palpatine, that's neither here nor there. I guess, fine. I can buy it if it's done in a way that is... I don't know, feels necessary. And I feel like the number one thing that the trilogy kind of skimped out on was like a true, like died in the wool reason to bring Palpatine back. You know, one of the things that I've heard that I tend to kind of agree with now that I've thought about it at length, three was set up or sorry, three, nine was set up to where if they had the kind of conviction of their beliefs with Kylo Ren as a character, Kylo Ren could have and should have been the villain. Mm-hmm. I think he, at that point, he should have been the big bad. But I feel like it it expresses a certain sort of maybe lack of confidence with that character or with what they could have done with that character, at least in that capacity, to where they felt like, no, 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 not, Kylo's not the big bad. He's going to kind of do his own side shit or have his own agenda going on. We got to bring back Palpatine. It just kind of felt like... It was a way to connect it to the original and prequel films, but it wasn't done in a way where I feel like it was completely bulletproof. It didn't feel like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like the, the way that they introduced this character was a little bit haphazard. So, like, all the answers were there, you know. A we, little we, bit? Well, we joked We <laughs> joked about it last time. Like, you've got the big fishbowl full of Snokes, and you've got that expository dialogue that says, I've, I've been every voice in your head. You know, like, we get all that. So, there... He's explaining it in a way, but like after 42 years and nine movies and 20 hours worth of, you know, mainline content, it's like two sentences. Like it's two sentences and a sentence in the scroll that explains why this character is back now. And I just feel like if had they had that intention from the beginning, we would have gotten a little bit more. We would have gotten some foreshadowing or would have gotten something, you know, there would have been some scene that upon a retroactive viewing of like force awakens, it would have been like, Oh fuck, that's Palpatine. Right. That son of a bitch is back. It's a, but we didn't get that. And that's why it was kind of jarring. And then the fact that when we get to uh, Exegol, it's like, 
oh shit. So he's hanging out in the Sith pyramid. He's got a thousand star destroyers with, you know, the death star cannons on them. So like he's, this is some real shit, you know, he's invincible basically. I mean, that, that would be the thought, right? With the kit that he's kind of amassed here. Like there's no stopping this, but where did that really come from? Nowhere. It was a band aid. Well, and, and right. And, and that's kind of my criticism is watching it. You know, if you just wanted to watch one through nine and you weren't supporting any of that with any sort of like now canon extended universe or expanded universe stuff. Like if you didn't want to watch any expanded universe, um, you know, I don't know, animated series or you didn't want to read any comics or you didn't want to go that far into it. Like one of the things that just came out, and I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but there's a whole comic series now, I guess that's based around Kylo Ren. And it kind of explains the Knights of Ren and who Ren is and all this. And it goes really deep into that lore. But like we got the Knights of Ren for five minutes after they teased them for five years. And we, we, you know, we got them for five minutes and no one spoke. And there, you know, there really wasn't that much development there. So it's like the average person isn't going to delve that deeply into the lore. So like, I guess it's there if you want it, but it doesn't really have that sense of gravity if you're just watching the films. If you're watching the films and expecting it to be a a novel, you're not really going to get that development that I think is necessary to support that. You don't really get those pillars, at least in the new trilogy. I want to propose an experiment. Get someone with no context of Star Wars and have them watch this latest trilogy and see what they think from beginning to end. Interesting. With no context of the director changes, of the the conflict behind the scenes about Colin Trevorrow, like none of it. Just like here are three movies. Watch them and tell me what you think afterwards. Yeah. And then get them on this cast. Yeah. Uh, One thing I I just thought about when Jason was talking, uh, when you were saying that you know it's not really like. The indication when things tie into a previous movie is that there was a plan. And I think there, you know, I think there might have not been a plan for this this trilogy. You know, what Jason was saying about things not tying in and just being like, oh, my God, they had this overarching plan. Palpatine was there the whole time, yada, yada, yada. I feel like other than. I feel like you could go from seven to nine with only skipping eight. And you could you could have as long as you had the scene of Snoke being murdered or Snoke being killed and Kylo Ren taking the throne. I don't what developed. In eight. Yeah. Nothing. Right. But then you got to remember, like Ryan Johnson had tons of development for Ray and Finn Mm -hmm. in eight. But immediately J.J. Abram takes everything is like. Bye, bitch! Right. And goes ahead and fucks it all up. Well, it's like you said. Well, it's like, forget the directors. Take it as three different films. That's it. And so if I take it from that perspective, I I feel like there's not a lot going on. Okay, sorry. So, so like, like, okay, so Ray develops and has this, you know, intrigue, this sort of um, interior, sorry, internal conflict. And, like, you know, Nine didn't really fully explore that. I don't think there was enough time. I don't think there was enough time no. for nine to fully develop into like a really comprehensive, rich film. I feel like it was a lot of, um, like you said, if you see it two or three times, it, it, it's not great. I feel like there's no replay value. You know, it's just the um, 
you know, here's this cool thing. Here's this cool thing. Here's this cool thing. Here's this cool thing. Here's this story that if you already know it, then it's boring. Okay, the end. That's pretty much it. That's what I see in nine. You know, seven is homage, eight is something new, and then nine is just like, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. They, you know, it it sucks to say, because like, I want to reiterate again, I had fun. Oh yeah, it was a ton of fun. But like, they fucked up. They fucked up bad. Like, it's not just, it's, it's a bit more than, it's, it's worse. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. I put, you know, these movies, eight, seven, nine. That's where I'll rank them. I stand by it. As far as full trilogies, I put original trilogy, prequel trilogy, this trilogy. 100%. And Attack of the Clones is, in my opinion, the worst garbage we've ever gotten. Quit shaking your head at me. It is. It is garbage. Attack of the Clones is better than episode one. Oh, no. No, no. Attack of the Clones is better than... Fallen Order. You're just trying to gaslight me now. <laughs> so, okay, so you said prequel is bottom, right? No. Or sequels? mid. Mid. I'd okay. say this is the worst trilogy of the three. Wow, okay. And, you know, like we said, it doesn't bring anything new. I, like I said, I had fun. I think eight as a film itself is is up in top five of Star Wars films. But as a trilogy as a whole, because of of the massive missteps they've made along the way, um, you know, cutting a lot out, the trilogy as a whole is just a bummer. It's it's not even a bummer for like, you know, what could have been like, it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, it could have been it could have been so much better. Like, obviously, it could have been better. I, I, I am certain I could have written a better trilogy. I'm 100% certain of it. With that being said... You sub to our $50 a month <laughs> Patreon, you'll get Ben's script. I, a treatment at the very least, but... Don't know yeah. what that means. It's like a, like a summary. It's like a cure. Oh, so the summary that you were supposed to do for this episode. I'm not summarizing Rise of Skywalker. You can't summarize Rise of... The saga comes to an end. For better or worse. I thought, I thought you were about to palpatine us. Oh, no. The saga. I just feel. Like... I I just want to do. I I had nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I literally put my hood up. Why did you have to put me on the spot like that? I'm sorry. Continue the podcast. I yeah no I I, I don't know I I thought this was gonna be like a two hour podcast but I find myself burning out at this point. I feel like we keep saying the same thing, which is simply that I enjoyed it. I don't regret it, but I don't think I'll ever go back. Much like an ex girlfriend of mine. Yeah, that's it. Well, this trilogy has a name. <laughs> to uh, Tina. <laughs> well, to Colin's chagrin, I have a few more things I just wanted to, I guess, broach here or just talk about while we had the opportunity to. And I'm not. I, I'm trying not to be redundant, so I'm. I'm trying not to focus on things. At least I felt like I talked about or we talked about. Um, Think of each on point. the last cast. Think of each point as a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. So. Like well, how the trilogy should have been. The, the 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 one point is, I think, a definitive end, at least to our kind of thoughts on this. So I'll save that for a minute. But the one thing I did want to revisit because it was a big part of 
I guess what I discussed in the Force Awakens podcast, which also was our first podcast, that was episode one. Um, which, by the way, the last Jedi podcast came out two years ago on this day of recording. Really? That's cool. Um, Rip. So basically, it's an examination of the arc of really, I think, who closed out or at least had the potential to be um, one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and that's Kylo Ren. So I wanted to just kind of throw that open for discussion as far as kind of what everyone thought of his arc, uh, where he began, kind of where he went, where he ended up, what our thoughts were. We didn't touch on any Kylo Ren stuff when we did our first impressions. I think it was more Ray. There was some Palpatine stuff. It was kind of more us talking about just the general flow of the story. But I feel like that's something that kind of deserves to be examined, if not at length, just at least a little bit, uh, kind of where we saw this character in the beginning, whether everyone liked or hated the character and kind of where he ended up and whether or not that was uh, earned ending or deserved. Um, cause again, I think we touched on it and I haven't gone back and listened to, you know, the podcasts in their entirety, but I certainly remember some discussion back and forth about Kylo Ren being an interesting character for Star Wars because he just kind of represents this chaos. You know, he's not a true good character and he's not a true evil character or bad character, but he's a very emotional character. And I feel like that kind of gets him the rap a lot of times being this, you know, like emo whatever. But ultimately, I think he was a character that was probably. I guess arguably the most I would say the most, but really kind of in tune with what his feelings were and really struggled with that, which made him interesting because in a given instance, you never really knew where he was going to go. I feel like right up until the end, right up until he was ultimately redeemed uh, with the Han Solo scene, like that was really cool. And I think I saw that coming. I think we knew we were going to get that scene at some point and we did, but I don't know, like uh, what were everyone's thoughts on that character? Yeah, um, well, I, I had said in the first impressions, so I'm not going to be too redundant. Uh, but yes, I, I, I've had time to think on it, and his redemption was 100% ruined by that kiss at the end. It completely invalidated a whole trilogy's worth of, of an arc. Um, but other than that, I thought that if you delete that from the film, I think he had a very good redemption arc. I think that Star Wars is a story inherently about hope and the fact that no one is beyond redemption. And Kylo Ren did that. Well, I like Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that, okay, so Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. I love, I love the, um, I love the actual character that he puts into it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the actor really brought that. You know, he really brought the depth of character that you kind of miss in a lot of um, a lot of the acting in Star Wars. You know, a lot of the acting in Star Wars is just like, you know, um, it's just like, how the hell do you say these things? Nobody talks like this. You know, it's like that classic thing. It's like it's hard to play a character into that, you know, and I feel like um, we actually got a kind of deeper character with Kylo Ren, regardless of his arc, just kind of the. um the turmoil that he goes through and then trying to figure out him, you know, what, what the hell is this guy thinking? Right. You know, the entire time. And it's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I like the character as a character. 
uh, and I appreciate the acting that went into it yeah. as a film. I agree. I, Adam Driver is a is a boy, and uh, he's good in just about everything he does, mm-hmm. despite you know the opinions he has about himself. He is a he's a good boy, and Adam, if you're listening, you just you should be able to just like watch or listen your listen to yourself every once in a while. You do good work, and just be a little less hard on yourself. Is he down on himself? Yeah, he's he doesn't like watching or listening to his acting, and uh, he he gets very upset if he's put in that position. We're officially the Adam Driver podcast no, I mean, now. No, he's the kind of guy that would during a premiere just sit in the lobby because he doesn't want to watch. Mm-hmm. He so. walked out of a uh, out of an interview um, when they warned him the song was coming up and to remove his headphones. Uh, it's a song he sings, I think, in Marriage Story. And they warned him the song was coming up and that he should remove his headphones. And I guess he didn't. And he left the interview. Um, he did a fantastic job. He's probably my favorite. One of my favorite parts about this uh, trilogy. His character, Kylo Ren. Was fantastic. Well written, I think. Somebody said to part. me, somebody said to me the other day, and it might have been at the show, like, this this movie does not deserve Adam Driver. It, it doesn't. I agree. Uh, Kylo Ren should have been like you know, you know, some little pissant. Who's a little pissant in Hollywood? Ben. <laughs> this Kylo Ren should have been played by Ben Young. You just call me a pissant? <laughs> I guess. Well, Kylo you're... Ren should have been played by Domino Gleason. <laughs> well then who would play Domhnall Gleeson Adam Driver of course <laughs> no I think uh, Kylo Ren's character was great it, it offered this sort of unbridled perspective to the force that at least if you're going to look at these movies they have not shown and I thought it was really cool well yeah I mean that's to that point like that's my big thing with I think the, the potential of this trilogy you had two characters that really could have embodied that idea of the gray, you know, of treading the line of utilizing light side, uh, you know, philosophies and dark side philosophies and not really being beholden to either one. You know, Kylo Ren, I feel like in the end, embody that even more than Ray did. I think going into the last film here, I was of the mind that like, well, Ray really has that potential to kind of tread the line and be this neutral force. But really, I mean, that was the thing, like that that's what made both those characters interesting, regardless of how they ended up. I feel like they were interesting because they both use those different sides and in a way that we really weren't exposed to before. So I, I think there's a lot to ask for the movies to kind of stick the landing in that regard and make it a true kind of neutral, you know, a balanced kind of end, because I don't think that's what we got. But I think there were certainly points in rise of skywalker and definitely points in last jedi where i thought that was where they were going to take it and that's why i really like kylo ren's character because i could have truthfully seen kylo ren's character as being someone who kind of ends up in the middle you know they don't have that turn completely back to the light you know they've kind of been in that darkness they've kind of simmered in that darkness for a long time they can't fully escape that but in a way they're embracing that because that's part of his personality. He had that volatility and that kind of chaotic like nature that was part of him. So he wouldn't be shunning that completely. You know, he would still embrace that part of himself, but he would realize that, yeah, I'm not really a bad dude overall. I mean, it was the same thing, you know, that was where Kylo's journey kind of paralleled Anakin's. He had that goodness in him, 
And he was more drawn. I think we said that in the Force Awakens podcast, like he was more drawn towards the light side of the force. And he almost kind of like had to try to be this dark side badass because certainly he was conflicted and he had those kind of urges, but that really wasn't him. So he was almost trying to put on this facade of being, you know, like in that was one of the things in Rise of Skywalker when he he puts the mask back together, has the mask kind of put back together after the refutation of that in Last Jedi. I felt like that was kind of powerful for his character because it kind of gave you a glimpse into his mindset. You know, when it was uh, there was that one scene that kind of sticks out to me. It was uh, uh, I forget exactly who's in it, but it was to the effect of, oh, so you're, you know, Palpatine's new apprentice or whatever like that and he said something to the effect of well no 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 i i have my own plans don't you worry i'm just kind of doing this for the convenience factor and it was kind of interesting we never really saw what his machinations were but he definitely had his own kind of plan or his own you know um, goals that he was working towards so just thought it was an interesting character that's kind of why i want to discuss that because i felt like i didn't really talk about that in our last cast when we were doing our first impressions but um I don't know. I was ultimately there was certain elements in how his arc ended. That was a little disappointed in, which I think I already talked about at length. But overall, I thought that was probably the best addition to this portion of like canon in the saga was just Kylo Ren as a character and what he brought to the table and what he stood for. I got one more thing then before good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. Yeah. Like, sorry. I, I, sorry, boys. I'm just no, I'm tra- trying, to, trying to bring the you heat know, here. It really just comes down to it. Like. Here's here's like I before you get into your thing, like I think our our we're just so not excited about this. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much like enjoy it in the moment, bored afterwards. You know, next time they come to us, like what? Hmm? Oh, I was gonna let you finish, but oh, I, okay. Just, just yeah, I'll, yeah, finish. Next time they come to this, um be interesting. I guess, you know, be like Last Jedi. Last Jedi was an incredible movie that was exciting and different and new. And I wanted more of that. But, you know, like Bill said, it things happened and then it was over. So it just seems like to me that everything outside of the, you know, film series is for Star Wars is really exciting. Oh, like, yeah, I hear absolutely. good things about Rebels. You guys talked up, you know, uh, um, Fallen uh, uh, yeah, Fallen Order so much that I put it on my Christmas list. My sister's like begging me to, you know, tell her things I want for Christmas. I'm like, uh, Fallen Order for PS4. Just give me it. There you go. So I was like, it seems like, a you know, Star Wars is doing out, exciting things outside of the movies. Mm-hmm. It seems like the movies, they deal only in black and white. You're not going to get your gray Jedis in there. You know, you're not going to get your cool things. But I've been watching Star Wars lore videos all all week, all month, too. You know, I mean, kind of. You know, you search Star Wars on YouTube enough and it's like, well, maybe you'd like this. Um, it just seems to me like, yeah, it seems like, you know, where it's at for Star Wars is not in film right now. It seems like they're yeah. doing a lot of good things in TV and games. I think comics. They've, they've realized comics. Read the Star Wars I think Wars they've comics. realized we that all too. love the Mandal- Mandalorian. Yeah, you're getting that. Is that next week's episode? Mandalorian. Uh, we're going to have a week off and then, yeah. So That's two weeks great for me. From the time this um, So yeah, but it, it seems like you know, uh, movies, games, and books are really where Star Wars at's right now. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Absolutely. You know, we need to, you know, take these executives, sit them down, and have them read some books and watch some shows and play some games and 
let them see that you know there's stories that you were kind of you were kind of joking before the cast start but it's really it really is true you know you kind of vote with your dollar Mm -hmm. you know the more people who see this movie the more they're going to be like oh well people loved it and they're just going to keep turning out more it's like they need to know it's like no people wanted to like see the ending of like a saga like you're not going to get this kind of reception from another film like unless you don't fuck it up and they do know that they've they've said they're done with trilogies at the very least. If we see another Star Wars movie again, it will be a standalone. I'm open to a. I'm open to another Star Wars movie. I just am too. A, not another trilogy. Just I'm so tired. I'll watch again. a Darth Maul movie. I'll yeah. watch an Obi Wan movie. Here's a. Here's I'll a watch thought. a Bobo Fett movie. Here's a thought. Maybe carry an extended story throughout many movies. It doesn't just need to be a trilogy, and it doesn't need you know maybe I, introduce. Dr. Afra into the film. Uh, I'm excited. Dr. Afra would be great. No, Dr. Afra is a is a uh, archaeologist with a special interest in the Empire and the Sith, and uh, and the Jedi. Of course, you can't do one without the other. And she uh, ends up becoming an agent of Darth Vader along the way, and has like a bunch of like wacky space Indiana Jones esque adventures with her two murderous droids. Where's my Thrawn movie? I mean, he's in Rebels. Movie. But he's in Rebels. Movie. Well, they pushed him... Uh, Is there a Rebels movie? They put him in Empire era, so... Jason, what was that last point you wanted well, to... Well, no, so it segues really, I think, well into it from what we just kind of discussed. So that, that was my last big point, or the last thing I kind of pondered in preparation for this cast, was wh- where to now? You know, so we we ended the saga quote unquote you know the skywalker saga disney trademark i think we've all kind of discussed at length like our feelings of the saga whether or not it you know holds up or whether or not it's a coherent story or whatever but you know that that's the thing like the way episode 9 ended i feel like it it ends you know you have that big conflict you have that big resolution but really if you really think about it, it seems like a happy ending, but what really ended? What's different from the ending of nine versus the ending of six? You know, we're supposed to have this big resolution to nine where, again, it's the the ending of a trilogy. It's the ending of a trilogy of trilogies, almost, you know, 42, 45 years in the making. What is really resolved now that wasn't resolved then? Or what is really final now that wasn't final then? We thought it was final in episode six. And we didn't really have the finality. You know, we told another six, seven hours worth of stories that ultimately I think we're coming to the consensus weren't really, maybe were fun, but weren't really integral. So I think that's just my question is, you know, where do they go from here? You know, is Disney walking away from this trilogy kind of with their tails between their legs a little bit? I mean, obviously it's making hundreds of millions of dollars, but for how they kind of handled it or how I guess it's perceived as a pop culture thing, not even the fan base, just a pop culture kind of icon. Is it left in as good of a place in 2019 as it was in 2005, as it was in 1983 or whatever? Again, just, you know, uh, hypothetical questions. Just kind of want to see what everyone thinks. That's actually interesting. And, I've been thinking about it, and I actually don't want to do good sci-fi, bad sci-fi for this movie because Aww. it's not good 
sci-fi. Yeah, I we wanted to know say it's that. Not. We already know it's not. You just did. Oh. We already, we already know it's not good sci-fi. <laughs> so I want you to say, after stewing on it for a little bit, whether or not you think it's a good movie, or should we say good Star Wars? I don't know. What should we say? We're going to say, is it good <laughs> Star Wars or bad Star Wars? And then tell me where you think the the franchise is going to go from here. Okay, Okay, but can I answer Jason's question? No. I, d I literally just... He asked what the resolution was. Oh, okay. Yes. All the Skywalkers are dead. That's the resolution. That's all. Well, was that really satisfying? No. But that was the resolution. Not all resolutions are satisfying, but that just means they're not good. All right. Boys, I have a thought. Who's... Oh, okay. You want to make a Star Wars movie, I advise against it. You will get a cease and desist very quickly. No, as long as it's not for profit, they allow fan films. Oh, that's right, yeah. We could do a good one. I've had a couple ideas. You guys want to do one? No. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, so we're going to set up a GoFundMe then. Okay. <laughs> uh, is it fair use if it's technically a parody? I mean, we're allowed. To, you're allowed. Disney allows fan films of their work so long as they're nonprofit. How many characters will wear assless chaps? See that that they probably hopefully all allow. of them. I don't. I don't understand. I, what I thought I thought parody was covered by fair use. Like, so we wouldn't have to worry about it. And we can make cash out of it. You know what I'm saying? We can't call it Star Wars. Yeah, we could say it like Star Force. Star or something. Oh, oh uh, Spaceballs. We'll call yeah. it that. There we go. Rick Moranis. Starballs. Get him in this. Get Rick him in Moranis. The mix. He's retired. Why would he be in space? He's coming back. Yeah, he's coming oh, really? back. He's Is he going to be in Honey, back. I Shrunk the Kids reboot? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Honey, I did it a f again. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably the best. <laughs> the best I don't know you guys are married is that like a realistic thing to say? <laughs> <laughs> I did it again fuck so I have to say is that what you say when you have your second kid I think so go ahead <laughs> I, I have to say and you know this is kind of echoing a point Ben made but it it really strikes me as you know it's interesting here's a room full of Star Wars fans and we have nothing to say about the future of Star Wars and I think that's I don't know if that maybe is uh, like a certain fatigue or maybe we've just kind of come to the end of this and it's just like, man, maybe it was underwhelming to the point where it's kind of hard to, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I'm not saying like I'm here like uh, fl flying the flag or anything like that, but I just think it's kind of interesting that like when we would speculate before the release of episode nine, for me, that was always the most fun part of the podcast. It was like, oh, this is going to happen, and I hope we see this. And, oh, and now that we've kind of come to, I guess, an ending, even if it isn't the definitive ending, because I'm sure Star Wars is going to go on in some way, shape, or form, that everyone's just kind of like, yeah. So I will say this, that from here on out, Disney and Star Wars, they're going to make decisions that are the best decision from a business standpoint. That's what a business does. Sure. So that's what they want to do with Star Wars. That's why they made this trilogy, is because they want to fucking make money off of Star Wars. That's what they did. However, that doesn't mean it's going to be bad for Star Wars, because they brought in uh, John Favreau for The Mandalorian, and that has been nothing but a great fucking idea for the franchise. And furthermore, I think that they will make a trilogy based around Baby Yoda, uh, just because uh, he's made them so much fucking money at this point. And from a business standpoint... 
for them to not keep using that character, they're idiots. Uh -huh. <laughs> From a business standpoint, I will give them money for that baby Yoda. Merchandising. I hear we're calling him Yoda. No, I'm, I'm uh, Bill. Oh, okay. Here I am. Um, I'd say that uh, there's not... I think that Star Wars, and literally any Star Wars in this entire saga, has really been... Palpatine's in the background pulling the strings and, you know, all of this chaos ensues. But like now we don't have that anymore. Like, what the hell do we do? Bring Palpatine back. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be. But I I mean, what I mean Again? is Palpatine 2040. Yes. <laughs> 2049. Palpatine, Palpatine mech this time. Like, he's like, it's going to be like mech warrior with a Palpatine brain in it. Um, put him in a Star cool. Destroyer. Hell yeah. The oh my god! <laughs> Alright, there we go. <laughs> Have the Star Destroyer transform into a robot. These are the voyages of the so, USS Palpatine. I do think that there was a missed opportunity with the Forest Ghost Senate. Um, which, uh, was we could not still have that. <laughs> That's true. We could. We could. That's why I'm saying parody? Anybody? Is anybody down for a parody? I mean, look at your sketch. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do that. Let's Write explore it. that. Write it. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You know, to me, it 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 kind of um, I'll I'll sort of reiterate and expound on something I said earlier. You know, Ray has sort of become the living embodiment of the Force. You know, she's the grayest Jedi we're gonna get in a mainline Star Wars movie. Nothing's gonna happen until she's dead or close to dead. In which case, a new, you know, a new rift in the Force will happen. A new good and a new evil. Will sort of come from this and their conflict will that will be their conflict so i don't think we'll get another quote-unquote mainline star wars movie for probably 10 to 15 years you know and then it'll be like oh well they're back at it all right well peace is uh there's no longer peace in the galaxy i'm more uh more interested in what happens during the in-between of all the movies you know Do I, what what sort of precedes episode one you know what are we gonna get some old republic canon shit you know like i'd love like i i you were saying ben i think that uh they sort of have canonized revan in a mm -hmm. in a way i'd love to see what happens you know in the old republic canon i'd love to see what happens in the the uh preceding events in between each movies i'd love to see what goes on because that's that's where the real meat and potatoes i think of star wars are right now you know i'm gonna play through fallen order and i'm probably gonna love it you know i'm gonna you know go back and I, I, I want to see what happens in between all the movies. I don't I don't concern myself with really the Skywalkers. You know, they, they did their thing and it's great and it's there for me to see and revisit if I want to. But I want to see something else. I want to see the rest of the galaxy, you know. So that's where I'm at. All right. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, this uh, this movie's not good, nor is a good Star Wars. It's fun. If you like Star Wars, you'll enjoy it. Um, it's about as good as Return of the Jedi. So. All right. Well, now I'm just gonna have to not only topic fight you, but actual fight. <laughs> but actually edit okay, you out. <laughs> if, if you disagree that Return of the Jedi is is Best not movie. a good, oh my god, An Empire. But well, you don't fun. like Ewoks. You don't like Ewoks. Here's what I said. It's the best one. There's Look, a lightsaber man, battle and a Death Star. With Ewoks okay, I will have in to the say... Star Wars canon, right? <laughs> Just the Ewoks. Rise of the Skywalker. That's true. And Return of the Jedi. There we Both go. Both Rise of Skywalker and Return of the Jedi are solid D movies. So A plus cinema. 
anyway, here's my hope for the future. I think Miller's is wildly off. More ebooks. Um, I will never get to see Daisy Ridley in film again, but I would hope to see comics, books, something involving Ray, just kind of continuing her story. She's a good character and a cool lightsaber that I'd like to see more of. But, you know, I could talk about, like, I'd like to see games, I'd like to see Old Republic. I, liked, I could say all those things that any normal Star Wars fan would want to see. But here's what I really want for Star Wars in the future. If Disney and Lucasfilm are going to make more movies, pick directors who have a story to tell. Because J.J. Abrams did not have a story to tell and he could not tell it because he had nothing to say. I like J.J. Abrams, but he walked into this franchise only because they offered him a buttload of money and then walked back into it only because they offered him even more buttloads of money. He doesn't have passion about this. He doesn't have as much passion about Star Wars as he thinks he does. And the stuff he is passionate about is just ended up telling derivative storylines. Uh, so pick someone who is passionate and has a story to tell. That's where I'm at. Somebody who's made a fucking movie before. J.J. Abrams has made plenty of movies. Yeah, well, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Johnson's never made a movie. <laughs> Ryan Johnson has made movies. Never heard In of fact, it. oh, uh, he just made a critically acclaimed film. <laughs> I haven't actually haven't had a chance to see. It. Oh yeah, he did Knives Out. He Secretary Knives Two. Out. That was him. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very good thing. No one went and saw it because everyone hated Last Jedi. <laughs> God, all right, yeah, I'm Jason. Excited to see it. Um, <clears throat> so I know I talked a lot on this cast. I, I tried to really kind of dive deep into my feelings for it. Um, so I feel like I said a lot of what I wanted to say already. Um, but no, I I think that it it's not that this was necessarily a bad movie i wouldn't go quite that far i just feel like it was i don't know it was wasted star wars you know i, I every opportunity for like the mainline numbered you know saga films i feel like was really an opportunity to kind of move the bar forward a little bit as far as this saga goes you know this epic kind of piece of storytelling i mean that's the thing you really think about it we've got you know lord of the rings we've got star wars you know we've got these kind of big franchises or these big epics that, you know, if you wanted to compare it to, uh, you know, an epic book series or an epic comic series or whatever you're into, like that was kind of like the big mainstream kind of film ones that we had that kind of like all nerddom had, I guess. And just for this to end in this way, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't the, what it could have been. And again, not to criticize it for not being what I wanted it to be, it just wasn't what it could have been. And I think the reasons for that have been discussed endlessly over the last few hours of this cast and our previous cast. But I think that's ultimately where I arrive is, you know, this was an ending. It was an ending of not only one trilogy, but as I said before, a trilogy of trilogies. And it had a lot to live up to for that. And I don't think it really did because ultimately, like I echoed before, like, where do we end now? that, you know, we didn't before. I mean, it's such a rich universe and there's so many possibilities. I feel like, okay, we got rid of Palpatine, but 
who who's the next guy you know there's no real end in this because it's it's so cyclical they didn't really do it in a way or end this particular saga in a way where i feel like it was definitive and i feel like that was what i was kind of hoping for was one way or another this was going to be definitive but the big bad was defeated but i don't feel like definitively we're really any further along than we were at the beginning of this trilogy so I don't know, a little disappointing on that front, but I thought along the way we were introduced to some pretty cool characters. There were some really fun moments. Um, so overall, I do have some fond memories of this trilogy. I just don't think as a piece of storytelling, it really held up over the years. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't say Rise of Skywalker was a bad film. It wasn't a good film. I think it was a solid film. I think it did what it set out to do. Whether or not that was what it needed to do or not is another question entirely. Um, as far as Star Wars, I don't know. Again, I wouldn't say good Star Wars, bad Star Wars. I think wasted Star Wars. And I would have to definitely echo kind of Miller's point about the most interesting Star Wars stuff taking place off the big screen. You know, it's it's the games, it's the comics, it's that. I mean, can you guys imagine a series set in the Old Republic done by the creative team of like the Mandalorian I or something it. in that, like that would be incredible. Hell, and I think just there's put Dave Filoni on an animated old Republic series. I well, and like, I'm good with that. There's something to be said too, that a lot of, you know, your most vocal proponents of kind of like the star Wars fandom or like the star Wars series are saying like the Mandalorian is where it's at right now. Like the Mandalorian and rise of Skywalker came out arguably the same time. And I feel like you're seeing a lot of, you you know united folks who maybe haven't come together on anything star wars in a really long time behind the mandalorian and you're not really seeing that in the mainline film so what's going on there that's good i think it's kind of a schism in the the fan base but one thing is done really well in a way that's trying to tell new stories and another thing is just kind of well, a rehash. The Mandalorian is just trying to tell stories in a Star Wars setting, which is what the franchise needs more yeah, than anything that's else. That's what right I now. want. So, then hopefully that's what we get. Um, Give it to me. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I what do you think? You he already said. I started. Oh. Yeah. You were asleep. Probably. Yeah. No. Uh, everyone, that's our, that's our uh, digested final review of The Last uh, the rise of, of Star Skywalker. Wars. Of Star, Star Wars as a we're never doing another IP. Star Wars topic Star Wars. ever except for next Don't tell the Mandalorian. There you have it. We're actually canceling the podcast. Uh, Star Wars ruined it for everyone. Um, <laughs> it's the no. last episode. Uh, Tune in next week. There you for, have it. I'm um, sure a lot of you. Collins Flower Podcast. You review all the he latest does, flowers. He, he does chrysanthemums. All right, let's wrap this. It up. comes out on Friday. It's called Floral Fridays. But uh, some of us have places to be. No. Uh, I do. No. I'm not. But. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm sure you disagree with what we said here today. And if you did, let us know why. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Sci-Fi Cross Sections. And I'm going to post Colin's address. Oh, 100%. Yeah, do it. Uh, I can't wait. Um, I'm going to post Colin's IP address. Jeez, <laughs> um, I hate you guys so much. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, if you haven't already, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. That's how we grow as a podcast. So if you haven't done that already, fuck you. But um, get on it. Until next time.
This is an in memoriam. Rest in peace to Jake Cannavale's career, the actor who plays Toro Calican in The Mandalorian. Jake Cannavale recently took to Instagram calling Rise of Skywalker the worst trash he's ever seen and says that he could do much better. He will no doubt be fired. Jake, you weren't that great either. Sorry, Candelabra. <laughs> <laughs>